He cheers us up when we are sad, Volley, Volley. He drinks more beers than Bobby B, Volley, Volley. He'll smite you down and put you in a bowl of brownies, Matty, Volley, Vox number one. Hello and welcome to Vassals of Kingsgrave, the soccer cast slash hooligan cast, uh, where we will be discussing the recently failed Super League and hopefully long-term failed. Uh, I am Pops88 and I'll be your host this evening and tonight I have with me Bina. Hey, hey everyone, it's Bina007 on the Discords. And I have Bing. Hello, I was Shushan on the forums, uh, I think I'm just Bing now, I guess. <laughs> So, guys, we have recently uh, survived the first round of, well, I mean, an assault on our game, the English, the European game. 1-0 to the little guys? Or is, you know, I mean, I more see this as we've won the first skirmish, but they'll definitely be back again one day with some sort of plan. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, I think we're all agreed that it was a good idea that this was uh this this didn't go ahead and it was a, a great response but um yeah what are you guys what are your guys thoughts on should we explain to the casual vodka what it was or do we yeah. just assume everyone here knows what we're talking about probably should given the uh the call of arms had several people just utterly confused about what was going on <laughs> <laughs> okay well, the bit, I'll, sure. I'll, do the, I'll do the preamble and then you guys can talk about Super League. So the preamble is that in English sport in general, so whether it's, you know, football or rugby or whatever, there's a principle whereby um, teams will be tiered in different leagues. And the bottom few in each league, if you don't get enough points in that season, will be relegated to the league below. But conversely, you could be a, a tiny little team in a shitty tier three league. But if you play well enough, you can get promoted to tier two and tier one. So the idea is that in English sport, you have the freedom to win, but also the freedom to lose. And that's what makes it exciting. And that if you were the very best in the English league, that you would qualify to play the best of the other European nations leagues in what's called the Champions League, which is for the top layer, and then the Europa League for the next layer. Um, and because in English football, you can sort of fail. I mean, a lot of the great teams have been great forever. But, you know, there are big names that have drifted out and other names that have got big rich owners and bought good players and come to the surface. So there are real stakes, both financial stakes and emotional stakes to being a supporter, because it's not guaranteed that you'll always be in that top league, Premier League, as we call it here. And it's not guaranteed you'll always make it into Europe for that really top level of, of football. It's competition. It's it's you know the that's the thrill that a lot of us get. And I've I mean maybe you can elaborate a little bit more, Bing. But like I've learned more about U.S. sports in the last two weeks than I knew in my entire <laughs> life before that, because effectively what they were trying to recreate is the American model, right? Uh, Which well, is a closed no. league. Not quite. So to, to explain this this specific topic a little bit, I guess, the so-called Super League is this idea that was kind of sprung on everybody. Uh, and, and, and I do mean literally everybody, because before then it was just sort of a bunch of like very secret meetings between specifically the owners and their top executives uh, of uh, 12 big clubs that have then suddenly announced that they're creating this something called the European Super League. 
so the thing that they proposed is this apparently this 15 permanent members in a league and then five teams that sort of rotate in and out first of all in the rotating in and out that's never part of american league the, the american the typical american sport uh, sports league system so it is a closed system in the sense that there, there is no promotion or relegation there the only way you can enter a league is you have to essentially buy your way in you and, and you, you you purchase a you purchase a license uh, and then the team and instead the league would instead of instead instead of having teams move up and down from different leagues instead the the league the major leagues i guess you can refer to it would just expand um so for example baseball has expanded from something like 20 something teams to now 32 teams similar things have happened in basketball hockey uh american football and so on so that's how american leagues work and it's not quite the same as the super league yeah i find it weird though it's a bit it always strikes me as a bit ironic that the indian premier league which is their Mm. newly created cricket tournament while call the premier league because i think there's a lot of premier league soccer fans in india actually is built on the american model because it is all franchises so wealthy people set up a franchise with no real history attached to it and you can't you can win it but you can't be relegated from it in fact the only way people really get kicked out of the ipl is because of fraud or corruption and they're not seen (laughs) as fit owners and then they lose the license but it's not because of sporting failure and i do think there's something really romantic you know england i guess in its own self-mythology has an idea of fair play in sportsmanship Mm. and this idea which probably isn't true given the importance of money and that we don't have salary caps the idea romantically that some small little town football club that's been going for 100 years if it just played out of its skin ted lasso style could make it to the top i think it's a very um romantic one and even in the age of mega mega salaries right in in the age of these oligarchs who come in and buy our clubs um you still have a team like Leicester who went on to win the premiership you know it's not always a Manchester City more recently or a Manchester United in the old days which I think is you know look at the season West Ham is having this season I mean I love the fact that there is I love that you know sometimes you can do well unless your Spurs Um, are Arsenal apparently (laughs) should we declare our our club allegiances that'll probably help the listener as well and talk about which clubs we're in sure yeah sure I am a I'm an Arsenal fan uh much to my uh, humiliation on an annual basis so i am someone who was raised in a spurs family and probably highly unusually having married an arsenal fan have converted to being an arsenal fan but i still have a soft spot for spurs which is weird but i i follow the advice of abraham lincoln very seriously which is a house divided against itself cannot stand so i am <laughs> now laguna <laughs> how about you bing uh, so my team, my favorite team is Blackburn Rovers. Uh, <laughs> if this if this Super League idea came up in the in the nineteen ninety in nineteen ninety five, our team would definitely be in it. Uh, <laughs> nowadays, uh, they, they 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 the people who came up with this idea probably have no idea what Blackburn is. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so so uh, I they, I, was, they... I became a soccer fan at the wrong time apparently. Well, they've still won the league more recently than Tottenham. So they you know. did. They, they have. Yes. <laughs> but this, but this exactly shows you why the European Super League was stupid. Because mm-hmm. basically, the teams who were going for it were the teams with a strong brand name with a right lot now. of history, well, but not necessarily the best teams mm-hmm. to go forward. Like Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspurs would not qualify and have not qualified for the Champions League this season, mm-hmm. and it's not clear they'll qualify for Europe at all next season. And yet, somehow, because of brand name we were going to be in this elite 
European Super League. That's an absolute. It is preposterous. You know, we're not. It is preposterous. I mean, I was going to run through the timeline before we got into. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Run yeah that's good. That's good. Do that. But um, so this all dropped uh, Sunday. The so we're recording this on the first of May. Uh, Sunday, the eighteenth of April, was when this dropped. Uh, which During is... Line of Duty. <laughs> So the it was, was distracted. I don't know. Was it in the evening? I thought it no, was. It was in a well. It would be in the middle of the night for all of you because I saw it. Was, it, uh, it was in the basically morning. before Line of Duty. You knew this was rumbling. There were rumors. And yeah, you knew there was going to be an announcement. The announcement was going to happen during Line of Duty, but then it didn't happen till even later. Oh so yes, you're were... right. You're right. You're right. There were there were rumbling. So so on the timeline, it says that the plans for the Breakaway Super League was announced at around two or three in the afternoon. Uh, condemned by the Premier League and FIFA, obviously. There's the famous Gary Neville rant on Sky Sports, and I want to get Legend. to him later. Um, but then yes. Uh, uh, they they said they were going to do it around nine or ten o'clock, and we didn't get it until eleven thirty. About all fifteen teams uh, wanting to join, so that was uh, on the Sunday. It's worth yeah, it's sorry, twelve out of fifteen. That also on the Sunday and before the big statement, Prince William came out with a personal tweet condemning it. Yes, he did. He did come out with that, which I, um, I, I mean, was the death knell. I mean, just to just to show you how quickly, I mean, from the Sunday, you know, there's Monday, there's more um, uh, people putting it down. The UEFA president, I mean, ridiculous UEFA can score any moral points on this, but there oh, no. you go. <laughs> how, uh, how, how morally corrupt are you when you make UEFA look good? <laughs> you make Boris Johnson, UEFA and Amazon look like good guys. I know. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, but... There you are. Um, you know, the Liverpool players all had a game on Monday night and then they all got uh, Klopp spoke to the press. I mean, the thing was, is that all of these owners, I mean, talking about the big six in England, they all hid behind their managers. You know, and these are these are guys who are there for footballing purposes. They're there to, you know, choose the team, the substitutions, train them, pick the formations. They're not there to deal with. <laughs> you know the the stewardship of several clubs and their involvement in and also the managers didn't know right i mean they were no. pissed off because they, they didn't, I mean, know. Arteta didn't no. know Klopp didn't. No. and they hated it i mean Klopp hated the idea yeah. so he he spoke out when he was i think at, i can't remember if he was dortmund or liverpool but a few years ago he spoke out very you know anti-super league and he kind of had to hold his tongue a bit here, which is fair enough because he shouldn't be the person to answer these questions. I mean, mm. he said, he said, my opinion hasn't changed, which obviously is a callback to that interview a few years ago. Do but, want, um, want to speak about the special one? Jose Mourinho refused to lead the Spurs out onto the training ground uh, on the so Monday I think, morning. It was so I think that was, that was a Twitter rumour, unfortunately, that, that got reported. Uh, yeah, I, that was, that was a, there was a lot going around and I think Jamie Redknapp dropped the true story. So, yeah, uh, Jose Mourinho got sacked before the uh, the EFL Cup final. It was done because Daniel Levy, who owns Tottenham, one of the guys involved in this big six breakaway Super League, because Tottenham was so low in the table, if he sacks him when he the Tottenham are in that position, he can save sixty to seventy percent on his contract when he pays it insane, out. Which is insane because the payout was still twenty million, right? Yeah, well, I mean, but if he'd paid it out at full, I think it was like thirty-five million. Jesus. So yeah, maybe my math, my maths are a little off there, but thirty-five million would have been the payout because of the insane money Mourinho demands. But, you know, sidebar on, on Spurs for a moment. I mean, it is 
amazing to me that they spent all that money hiring the special one to specifically get them titles. Yeah. And then literally the week of the Carabao Cup, they sang them. It's bonkers. Sense. It's bonkers. Because, I mean... That's so bad. Uh, yes, you know, we all, we all laugh at Tottenham, but you've not got the worst record uh, in the Carabao Cup. Um, it's... You know, it's it was a, a a tangible option for you guys to get a trophy. So I I don't understand it personally, and especially how close the game did turn out to be. You know, it was only one nil. Yeah. So there you go. Monday morning, Mourinho sacks. Waking up, that comes from the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, and then uh, so then there was the Liverpool game and all the players. So Milner became the first player to speak out. Uh, Klopp and uh, Gary Neville had a clash about the use of "You'll Never Walk Alone." Uh, <laughs> and then Tuesday, um, the FIFA president Giannino Infantino uh, strongly disapproved of the idea. Well, you know, <laughs> Boris... I strongly disapprove of FIFA, so yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Boris jumped on the bandwagon. Uh, Pep spoke out. Pep Guardiola. That's Boris Johnson, the uh, president. Uh, Prime Minister, who's uh, currently renovating his flat. It's such a vote win for Bojo, isn't it? Like, he's in the midst of a massive corruption scandal. Yeah. <laughs> and he can just divert in a run-up to the May elections. And he can just basically win tons of working-class votes by saying, he'll do whatever it takes to protect football. Yeah, Genius. Genius. Uh, no, yeah. Genius. This man has made a best one. <laughs> it's a, it's I mean... easy political points to score. Uh, but it, he, he needs works. whatever easy points he can get. I mean... He's the there. We've got the local elections next week, and he's mm. single handedly sabotaging it for his party. But he's not, though, <laughs> is he? I mean, okay, another sidebar listener, because this is Boris Johnson. He's an electoral genius because he's got simultaneously a corruption scandal whereby party donors paid for the excessively expensive renovation of his flat in exchange for juicy contracts. He's got other corruption scandals going on with his government. He's got a scandal whereby he had a long-term affair with a woman called Jennifer R. Curie. He obviously ballsed up the first year of the pandemic. And yet he's a clear double-digit lead in the polls and a 20-point cl- a percentage point lead with working-class voters, despite the fact that he leads a right-wing posh party and went to Eton. The ma- I mean, it has to be implied genius. It has to be. It's insane. No. I mean, he really is the person who tried thought he was whereby if he went down fifth avenue and shot someone he still get elected i just it's just phenomenal to me much anyway. much like much like how uh when when arsenal were beaten by everton one nil that wasn't because everton were good that was because arsenal were bad so <laughs> i think if you look at the state of the other parties you know if you look at i mean you see the video go Oh, I think you dropped. No, uh, you're too. No, well, you got too excited. We lost you. This is what happens when you discuss Arsenal losing a match. No, it gets overexcited. Right. But... <laughs> or Boris Johnson. So when did Man City and and Chelsea pull out? Because they were the first to pull out. I thought that yeah. was, that was the Monday night. Right. So to follow up, I guess on what Noah was saying. Um. Uh. So Chelsea. So Chelsea had a game on Monday, right? Chelsea had a game against uh, Brighton Hove Albion. There was a massive protest of Man Chelsea fans. About uh, 200, 300 people, I think, something like that, showed up outside of Stamford Bridge. That so uh, so much so that the the, the team uh, the team bus couldn't get in. And and uh, their uh, director, one of their directors, uh, Peter Check, uh, their former uh, star. <laughs> Uh, star keeper had to come out and sort of try to direct traffic in, and I think that was in the exact moment when uh, Chelsea dropped the news that they were going to pull out. And, and it's then... crazy. again, it's sad because Petr Cech is like a really 
really respected guy and again it's like owners hiding behind you know iconic ex-players you know respected people and let's be let's also point out to the casual listener that the the timing was perfect because doing it during a in a pandemic was the perfect cover for them Mm because they would have never done this if people were in the stadiums because it would have been the fans would have gone nuts at the play, you know, what well, you look was, at the reaction now, imagine what it would have been like with 60,000 in the stadium, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been civil war. I mean, I, I live, I, I, I live quite close to the Emirates, the Arsenal home ground, and you know, the five or so thousand people that turned up outside there is just incredible, but mm. obviously scary in current times, but uh crazy you know that sort of reaction it was quite amazing watching the arsenal match that thursday night because if you if you switched off the fake crowd noise you could actually hear the crowd outside protesting and the, the police helicopters overhead right yeah um, yeah thought, that must have been so weird as a player to have to play through that um so we're back to the timeline now so we're yeah um, sorry i dropped chelsea off match. yeah that's okay um yeah. so yeah we had chelsea i mean i was just kind of going through we had uh the PSG president also, uh, I think they were one of the first ones to drop out alongside Man City. PSG was never in. PSG was PSG never in. PSG was never in. Like by ah, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it again. It's it's moral points, you know. With well, we can, uh, ex- we can explain, I guess, the, the detailed relationships between all these different clubs and and high class yeah. and, and higher level people in the bid. But um, yeah. Okay, sure. So we'll crack crack on with the timeline. So mm-hmm. as you said, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea fans were the first to gather. Um, and then actually still on that Thursday, so more Liverpool players stepped out. Uh, they were the first team to tweet their opposition. And then uh, Man United announced that Ed Woodward would be stepping down at the end of the season. And yeah. so the ground was uh, falling out from underneath them uh, a mere 48 hours after it begun uh, yeah. due to the absolute disgust that the entire football community showed ed woodward the uh Um, what is he is he still the director of football at the time in which he uh yeah some sort of yeah some sort of uh senior executive at Mm -hmm. man united uh they i mean their fans hated him uh but again i mean it's not ed woodward it's the glazers isn't it at man united okay so do we want to go into the the detailed relation the, the, the relationships so that's why when I when I said in in like in, in Discord that this is this actually has very little to do with actual football being played because it's, it's business. It, yeah, this is this is this is not about football. You're better off with a with a law European law degree or uh, or, or or knowing a lot about business to understand this than if you than, than if you know anything about football because none of it mm. is really about football. The people who the primary architects of this plan are as follows: uh, the president of Real Madrid, uh, Florentino Perez. Um, yeah. The, uh, whatever position he has, the, the the director of football equivalent of Juventus, uh, Andrea Agnelli. Uh, again, so this is kind of ironic that this is being framed as sort of this American attack assault on an English game when really the it's the, the 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 ringleaders of this was the the president of the the top Spanish team and the president of the top Italian team. Um, well, but, unfortunately, but the, of course, the reason the reason why yeah. we say it's an American attack is the teams in England of those big six who agreed right, so to I'll it. Get yeah. into that. We're so basically a, right. 
typically American owned, although in some cases I wonder whether they were proactive or coerced. When you read mm -hmm. the stuff that got exposed in a Financial Times article, right. it sounded like some of the big teams were going ahead and then they rang up Arsenal and said, do you want to be in it? Mm -hmm. And Arsenal were like, God, we're not. I'm... Like, if you don't, then you're going to look bad. And it became kind of quite coercive. That could be arse covering, but it's interesting. I think that is arse covering. It sounds to me like... I mean, for for teams like Arsenal and Tottenham, it's, I mean, this this must have been going on in the background, secret meetings for months and probably even years, you know. Um, right. And so, mm -hmm. I think I think for two teams, as we've touched upon, for Arsenal and Tottenham, how badly they've done this season, and arguably probably shouldn't be in this league uh, to to be a part to be involved in that, probably suggests that this wasn't a last minute call up. This was so, more right. of a. That, you know, I feel like Arsenal, actually, to be honest, you know, the, our owners were a big part of this, unfortunately. And it just, you know, a club with such traditional values and all about, you know, helping out the community and stuff. And, you know, it's it's just deplorable to see someone, you know, charged it's, with that responsibility. The Cronkies, and I can't believe I'm saying that because the Cronkies, <laughs> I, think are a, I think they're a typical how the English fan would perceive it when they talk about Americans attacking the football, I think is summed up in, in like the Cronkies, right? In fairness to them, they don't understand football. Why would they? Their Arsenal holding isn't even one of their biggest holdings. They're very used to owning teams on the franchise model. So why wouldn't they want this one to be on the franchise model too? Well, and of course. Their, and it's from, what from their it... perspective, you know, we get quite pompous in England because we think sport is a certain thing, right? And it's the freedom to win. It's the freedom to... It's, is the hope to win and the freedom to lose. But if you've come from that American tradition, which doesn't have relegation in it, then maybe they genuinely just didn't see that this would be so freaky to Brits. Because on one level, you can say, well, the Arsenal fans should be happy. You know, there's going to be a lot more money in the game. We're going to split this 300 million. We can buy better players. There'll be more top flight football. You don't have to worry about getting into Champions League. And I, I, I agree with you. Josh, and that's what Josh Cronkay said afterwards, didn't he? He said, I, you know, I agree with you. Arsenal they... fans hate this, but the global Arsenal players, fans love it. And I think we should talk about a bit the, popular, the rising popularity of Premier League outside of England on basically what different fan cohorts want from the game. Well, because absolutely. And you, you, you have to talk about the shift in the business as well, where, you know, 20 years ago, it was it was mostly match day revenue um, and TV money had less to do with it. Whereas now TV money is, you know, in most most clubs, 70, 80 percent of the revenue. You know, it's insane. The money sloshing around the Premier League. Um, you know, I remember when back back when I was a kid and Arsenal were getting in the Champions League. You know, that 30, 40, 50 million, it was like, it was always touted as, you know, Arsenal needed that money to survive. And it was more than just the top four. It was keeping the club afloat. Um, and the, the same is said, you know, the, the jump from the championship and being promoted to the Premier League is just incredible in terms of money. And that's the case. I mean, the, fortunately, the Premier League is fairer than other leagues. If you look in Spain, the distribution of those TV, uh, the TV revenue isn't as fair and equal. And I think that's the same. I'm not sure about Germany and France, but I think that's the Germany same in Italy actually, too. Yeah, it's uh, well, Italy is actually it's actually pretty fair, but that's the newest deal they, they negotiated. Right. Uh, uh, Germany is even more fair than than, than Britain. Mm. Um, it would be. They've and, got fantastic business models for like Bayern Munich. Mm. Um, and Borussia Dortmund especially, 
But a lot um, of those German clubs come out of a tradition that's owned, either union-owned or fan-owned, right? It's a very exactly. different... Exactly. Their, their ownership model is dictated by law that it has to be that way. I mean, there are definitely ways around it, of course, I mean, or else you wouldn't have a Red Bull uh, Leipzig. Uh, but, uh, but, that, but, that's, but at the very least, it sort of safeguards uh, against... Um, like like the majority of their league being dominated by foreign owners, and that and that to me is the irony of this whole experience. Because now Bojo, in a populist fit, has has decreed a commission on football, and he could come up with the answer. He won't because he's a Tory. <laughs> but you should have a plus one rule here. So the 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 owners who've got away with a lot of greed for a long time and made a lot of money by pushing it that little bit too far could end up now in a worse position than when they started. Yeah. Because now they've unleashed a genuine debate about what the you know people have put up with this ownership for a while knowing that it was basically shit mm-hmm. like the Cronkays have no financial necessity for us to to pay properly for us to have be good enough to be in champions league if we're somewhere between you know five and eight they'll still make money and they do that well, with all of their teams you know so it's you know this is this could actually really screw them over now well uh, well going back to the point arsenal re- rely more heavily on match day revenue than i think any other club in the uk so yeah. this pandemic has hit them hard and again this is why they've pushed it forward now you know real madrid and barcelona have That's a ridiculous amount of debt man united have an insane amount of debt they wanted to secure their revenue so yeah. every year they don't have to rely on competition or having a good team it will just be always this money it's guaranteed to come in and well, that's all so, they're doing. And it's sorry, I'm I'm on I'm on one here. <laughs> they're gonna they're just that the reason that, that they're hiding behind a pandemic is just disgusting, absolutely deplorable. They, they and then when it all collapsed, they haven't even had the balls to come out and say, right, we fucked up. We're listening now. They hid exactly. behind their managers. Said that. And, so and it's interesting that Man City. I never know why why they were doing it anyway because right. they don't need they're the one that don't. Need so there's them. different tiers yeah. to this, right? There are different tiers to this. There's the people who really wanted this, and the people who are actually still trying to get this done somehow. Uh, and those are so so that's Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Juventus, and these are teams that are actually in real financial peril, as in they have so much debt that Barcelona is close to bankruptcy. Barcelona is not yeah. paying the it's not paying the wages of their players right now. Um, <laughs> Juventus is in serious financial trouble, and and as well as the, the other two uh, Italian clubs that have joined uh, Inter Milan. Inter Milan's owners recently had lost their they lost their team in China. Had the team dissolved in China, um, and, and that team actually won the Chinese championship just last year. Um, AC Milan, AC Milan is currently owned by uh, what are they called? They're they're, they're they're a hedge fund. They're currently owned by a hedge fund, American hedge fund. Um, because of because of serious uh, fucked up things that happened with their ownership uh, two years ago, so these are teams that are in real financial pro, and that is and for them this is something that was conceived to to save their club. Now, saving their club has a different meaning for Real Madrid. Saving for Florentino Perez, saving their club means not just saving ensuring the financial future, but also allowing to to buy Erling Holland for one one hundred million. <laughs> in transfer market it is it's very diluted i guess sense of importance now the premier league clubs the owners there their reason for joining in are sort of a mix of i guess secure i guess more for security's sake but also especially for the the, the owners of chelsea and man city I mean, there was also the sense of the, the of fear of missing out fomo mm. and that's especially <laughs> true for chelsea and man city and why they, those were the two i think the, the last two teams to join and they did so reluctantly and and they were also the first ones to pull out 
because they they have the least stake in, in in this. They just feel like if they weren't part of this gravy train, um, then then they'd be stuck playing the Everton's and West Ham's. In that case, it's a, it was just simply a real uh, a real misstep because they did not need this. Whereas if you look at the owner, for example, of PSG, PSG had uh, the, the the Qatari uh, owners of PSG, they have a very close relationship with UEFA and FIFA. That's how why Qatar has the World Cup in 2022. Um, and they never needed this. Um, and they're, because of the close relationship uh, and their vested interest in the Champions League continuing, they rejected that deal and I guess make themselves look better right now, even though it's really, I mean, all of these clubs, they're, you need, you can't think of them as clubs these days those at the very top they are they are corporations no. they're brands and they behave like corporations and brands they want they, they they try to maximize their profit but when public reception is gets as bad as this then they they, they, they try to play pr right? yeah and i don't resent that right like i mean i'm, I'm the world's last thatcher right? i believe in capitalism i think it's great but i i think it's a fundamental misunderstanding on the part of the owners to think that the brand is enhanced by being in a super league Yes, there's a short-term financial payoff, and I get why someone like Barcelona, who literally can't pay the wage bill, would find that attractive. But for a Man City or a Chelsea, the the, the tarnishing to, and any of the English clubs where this concept, you know, this national mythologizing around romantic fair play, whatever, is so strong, I think. it was so brand tarnishing that ultimately long term it wasn't going to be helpful mm-hmm. and wasn't going to be financially a positive right. i mean i get that it's a business all sport is a business i love cricket cricket's a business right it's all about the television revenue and the brand and having you know foreign eyeballs watching your match as much as domestic i get it but this to me just seemed like such a retrograde step even for a, a, a club like spurs or arsenal where you know they built stadia they got into debt they're not always guaranteed european football but fundamentally Mentally, they're solvent, you know. <laughs> yeah. None of the English club needed this. As exactly. in Real Madrid or Barcelona feel like they needed this, but they, uh, well, the, so so the people who were probably the most involved on the British side were, were the Glazers and Ed Woodward. And Woodward was uh, was even though he tried to deny his role in later on, but he was one of the person who signed this thing um, and negotiated this thing. And Ed Woodward, Woodward uh, was also probably the person who uh, got J.C. Morgan to uh, financially back this entire concept with uh supposedly 3.5 billion or something like that uh to, to, to start out the league uh jp morgan have since renounced the this uh the, the, this uh idea as well yeah they've really apologized haven't they one of the few <laughs> involved you have mm. i mean the right the writing was on on the wall though guys right i mean yeah. it's been for the last 20 you know going back to you know almost almost to the year 1995 where we were talking about Blackburn winning the league. Since then, it's slowly just become more and more about money and the numbers, you know, the wages players get paid, the fee- the transfer fees, you know, the money that clubs are being bought for and just the m- general money that's sloshing around the game has just uh, skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, and I, th- I feel like they thought they could get away with this because we've not really, you know, when... When when Arsenal buy Pepe for seventy two million and he's definitely not worth seventy two million, there aren't you know protests outside the ground, obviously because it's you know <laughs> it's not Arsenal fans' money. But we we're just so desensitized to these numbers and footballing decisions being made about money that maybe they thought they could just get away with it. Maybe they thought we were so desensitized to all of this and 
you know, I mean, even, you know, to go back to Gary Neville and why I brought him up a few times, like, yes, what he said was absolutely spot on, but he's doing it from the Sky Sports studio who have single-handedly turned the English game into this, you know, cash cow. But in fairness to Gary Neville, he said that, right? I mean, he said that in his speech where he said, you know, I've made money from the game. I'm not resenting making money from the game. I'm not resenting players he wants. Well, of course he wouldn't. But, you know, like I say, he, he was self-aware enough. And I think everyone he, understands that Sky, I, I mean, the original breakaway league was the Premier League. Yep. But at the end of the day, the Premier League is an open elite. No one is guaranteed. There's a lot of cash in it. And of course, you can have a richer owner and spend more on players. But fundamentally, you cannot buy your way in mm-hmm. and you cannot maintain your status and ultimately, beyond impunity. And ultimately, right? that's that's what drives the fear of our teams, especially like Arsenal and Tottenham. Mm. Why they really wanted to join this? Because if you look at the league table right now, where Arsenal and Tottenham are, there's no guarantee that that that, that they're they're going to just be be better in in two or three years. Because when you look across the English Premier League right now, not if a lot of, of won't be. Yeah. Uh, probably not. But a lot of teams now have money. Not maybe not as much as ever as um as uh well definitely not as much as Man City or Liverpool. It's all relative. It's all yeah. relative. If everyone yeah. has money, then no one has money. If you see yeah. what I mean. Yeah, sure. And then, but that's the that's 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 the issue here for for teams like Arsenal, Tottenham. Teams like Everton can spend as much these days as Tottenham and Arsenal can. Teams like Wolverhampton is fun. They 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 have they 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 have an agent of of a top football agent attached to their team, funneling players from Portugal into their team. Um, you 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 even even clubs like Brighton Hove Albion. Brighton Hove Albion is was in the like League One uh in just like five or six years ago. Now yeah. they can spend 30, 30 40 million on, on players. Sheffield United, Sheffield United spent what how much on on um on, on what's his name? Um the the uh, Ryan Brewster, uh, even though he's 20 odd million, yeah. Yeah, even though he has no the, the, he's a 21 year old who has no has not shown anything at the top level to prove that he's worth that money. Um, that, that, that's the problem that every team in, in the Premier League now can spend, even teams in the championship can outspend uh, typical top level teams across Europe. So, and so, so, so the fear is Arsenal could very much, if, if we're talking about this in 10 years, Arsenal, Tottenham, they, they could, they could be gone. They, they could be gone. Well, it, it could be Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's, I mean, in those two specific examples, they're heavily tied to the stadium. So obviously Tottenham more recently have built a new stadium and are in a lot of debt because of that. And Arsenal, I mean, I'm not too sure on the finances, but they're still probably paying off that, uh, the stadium move from 2006. You know, it's, it. yeah, it's, it's mad. It's mad. But I, I mean... Yes, I was disgusted. Yes, I'm glad that it's not happening. But I, I can't say I'm not surprised. And for me, it was like a bit of a, 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 a cold slap in the face, just waking me up and making me see the game for what it is. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm still invested in my team. And when we get battered next Thursday by uh, Villarreal and we go out of the Europa League, I will cry We're tears. We're not going to get battered. Lacquer's back. Galba's <laughs> back. back. It's a different well, team. we'll see. I don't think we'll team. see. We'll see. But but it definitely did. It definitely did. It was a it was a wake up moment for me. And then hearing all of the, I mean, yes, Gary Neville is very aware of how much money he makes in football. He has also invested in Salford FC along with three or four other ex Man United players, 
and they've achieved four promotions in five years. That's artificial. That's not playing well. That's sloshing money around the game. And he sits there and has the balls to call out Jurgen Klopp and all of these people in football. And I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like everyone's very hypocritical at the moment. Um, as a, I mean, as a Blackburn supporter, this was my this is, this has been my reality for twenty for for for, for the past fifteen years or so already. Um, it, we 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 got a foreign owner. It's just our foreign owner sucks and are are not rich enough, and hence Thank we God. are where we are. Well, I mean, at different levels, right? Uh, uh, our owners uh, got us relegated all the way into League One, <laughs> and now and, we're. You know, uh, and- Maybe we should we should then talk about the hypocrisy of fans, right? Because mm-hmm. I think was it Arscast or the Tuesday Club, one of the one of the Arsenal podcasts was talking about, you know, what is a good owner these days? What makes a good owner? You've got to be a billionaire. Yep. Um but you know, Well if that's we, if it. some that's Saudi it. if some Saudi Arabian sheikh from a country with an awful track record on human rights and dodgy money came in and splashed the cash and we suddenly became Man City, would we say anything or would be loving it? Ask you know, like, do, do, do we worry about Qatari money? And ask the Newcastle fans about the, about how much they like Saudi money. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like, you know, who's going to be all these players who stood up, you know, for, for football, apparently. How many of them are going to withdraw from the Qatar World Cup on yeah. the grounds that people died building the Qatar World Cup? I mean, no genuine football fan who actually has any morality whatsoever should be watching that Qatar World Cup. That has got blood on its hands. Yeah. We're all going to do it because it's a World Cup and, we, you know, we're going to watch it. So... <laughs> Are we better than the owners? I don't know. Well, so the I mean, again, the the owners are the owners. They 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 live in their own world. They 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 they, they their reasons for owning the uh, football teams. Uh, some of them own football teams to make money for their other businesses. Some of them own football teams as a I guess as a way a of laundering their Russian oil money. Sure, some of them own football teams just because they want to have a nice toy to show off to their other rich friends. Um, they're the owners are never your were never your friends. I think I hope I hope no. this is something that, that that at the very least uh, for all the at least all the all the people uh, who support all the, those top teams who are who 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 have been having so much fun in the past few years understand this. The owners are never your friends. That and that's true all across the all across football these days. Um, like I mean, after, like if you if you ask for example Liverpool fans last season after they won their first uh, Premier uh, their French first English title in how many decades? Uh, how they feel about FAG? You will see people who sing their praises up and down. FAG, mm. are, and now now they want now they want John Henry's head. Uh, but the FAG have always been FAG. That that's who they are. They they who they have always been. Uh, they've always been about making the best business decisions for themselves. That was true when they when they uh, they still own the, the Boston Red Sox, and that's there has been their ownership style in, in for the Boston Red Sox. Um, mm. that, 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 that's just a reality, and has always been true. His uh his apology video, John Henry was oh that was special. so bizarre, so bizarre. <laughs> that was special. Very. It was. Have, have you ever seen the the South Park covering the uh the BP oil spill? Yes. And they take the piss out of their uh Tony Hayward, I think it is. Uh, yeah. His apology video. It was so akin to that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Just love. It. Absolutely hilarious. But um yeah, I mean. Do you so? What do you guys think? Do you think this is it? We've we've 
squashed it or you know mm. i mean as you say being yeah, like they'll have another go won't they i mean well the this 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 specific plant is it's it's poisoned it's dead uh this 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 thing so this thing failed because it was elkin from the very beginning they had they they say they had 15 clubs but only announced it with 12 clubs and the other three mm. clubs presumably are Bayern munich uh borussia dortmund and psg and they said outright they said no um if, if they didn't have those actually confirmed to have those clubs they never should have announced this in the first first place that was really their biggest failure um uh, this whole but what we'll probably we won't see i don't think we will see this this super league idea being raised unless uh uh but there will be different things so I don't know if you guys remember, like earlier last year, there was the, the same clubs in England trying to push forward this project big picture. Um, that was yeah, that another, rings a bell. That was yet no, another. I, so what was that? That does not ring a bell to me. So that was a so so, so these so these were the same big six clubs coming in with this idea of reform at the top of the English game, in which that would consolidate more power to them to make key decisions about the Premier League going forward. Um, so and 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 you can see, even see sort of, you can, I guess you can see a little bit uh, see it as a little bit of a precursor of that. Um, I think essentially they they want to do what Real Madrid and Barcelona already have in Spain. Um, yeah. Or well, it's know. it's it's hilarious though because as you say these these are the two clubs in a billion pounds or euros of debt and they have caused this through the inflation of their own doing. Yep. They have caused this situation where they need this revenue. <laughs> and that's fundamentally yeah. fundamental that's, that's fundamentally the problem with this entire this entire idea so so like i don't know if did you guys uh read uh about how florentino perez perez tried to justify this idea on spanish television yes yes, yes. Like, what's about he young saying? people uh no did you do you remember what he, he was what he said uh, yeah it was it was to it was to do with the attention span of young viewers i think yeah. And um, how young people uh, just, you know, they can't pay attention for a whole 90 minutes or they only watch when it's like, you know, Bayern Munich versus Real Madrid. Oh, do you please fuck off. <laughs> I know. When you look at the protests and the average age was probably in the mid 20s. There, there were two ways in which there. which the whole commentary around this was very condescending. There was there was an element that was very <laughs> condescending toward American football fans and American fans of sport. Right. Like, well, this is all this is designed for the overseas fan. I was like, that's really condescending. Why would you assume overseas fans are less invested in actual competition than we are? And then yep. the idea that yeah, it's young fans who have attention deficit order and don't want the, the cold night in Stoke. They just want to watch us play, you know, Real Madrid every weekend. And I was like, well, they'll put they'll tire won't they if they're an Arsenal fan who don't actually deserve to be playing Real Madrid every weekend and therefore are losing 5-0 every weekend they'll soon fucking tire of that you know yeah, um, they're, they're... I guess the, the point was that once you had the share of the 300 million, you could buy players that would make you not lose 5 mil. But the whole thing was just cockamamie and very condescending in how it was all written up. It really was. Yeah, it was insane. I mean, they just wanted to turn football into a FIFA game, you know. And they, their assumption is that kids, kids these days, they like to play video games rather than watch football. So we need to <laughs> somehow get these kids to stop playing video games and instead watch football. It's, okay. You can just picture picture the, the boardroom that they're all sitting in like... Right. Right. What can we do? I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you, Florentino Perez, 74 year old man, knows a lot <laughs> about kids these days. <laughs> right. It's just. 
It was, it was incredible. It was really, I still, a part of me can't quite believe it because it was over so quickly before you even had time to get used to it. You know, mm. blink and you'll miss it, you know. I mean, the last the last thing I have here on is uh, on the timeline is Wednesday 21st of April at 1am. <laughs> so barely Tuesday's over. And the Super League announces plans to reshape the project. <laughs> and then just all the other teams pull out. And uh, just astonishing, you know, probably about 50 hours 50 you know 50 that it existed for um i mean do you guys take any any kind of you know what positives can we take from this does it show the the values of football are still there and you know does it show that fans still have some integrity even though our clubs don't i think it just says more about social media's power to whip up a a hysterical response and then a, a quick climb down i mean we live in an age of social media mob campaigns and some of them are for the good and some mm. of them are not for the good and this you know this was on the side I like so I think it's for good I mean social media's ability to mobilize public opinion and get things to resonate beyond just genuine soccer fans I think why this collapsed so quickly is because it, it wasn't just pissing off soccer fans it was pissing off the average English person who doesn't really care about soccer or isn't a fan of these clubs but just felt it wasn't fair and it wasn't right so you know but then I'm also very conscious that there are lots of topics that I think are very unfair that social media whips up. So, you know, I think it's just the the nature of the time that we live in. I also think this shows like players uh, have power here. And I think that's something the owners probably don't take into account uh, when they're saying like the kids these days, they want to, they, they, well, okay, so they, let's see how these kids actually watch football today. And if they, we're talking about the FIFA crowd, well, they follow players more than clubs these days now. They follow mm. Ronaldo and they follow Messi. And Especially the international fan, the so-called, yeah, the new but, fans they're trying to target. And that's fundamentally their issue, the, 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 something that's also sort of cuts down at the, the, the bottom of this Super League idea, that they're trying to build this using the brand names of the clubs when these when possibly we're talking about an era in which that might become increasingly re- irrelevant. Yeah, um, I mean, Korean Man- fans watch Premier yeah. League for song, not for Spurs. Yeah. Do, so, do, yeah. What, was Manchester, what, what was Manchester City 10 years ago? Well, well I mean, I guess 15 years ago. Is, yeah, was 15. Manchester City a popular brand 15 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was where, it was where David Seaman went to retire. Yeah, or the the or Peter Schmeichel, or yeah, it's, yeah, it's like it, it and it was um they but then they bought Sergio Aguero, they bought Yaya Torre, um David uh, David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne. Um, well, I mean, they bought a lot of crap before that. Yeah, they, but they, that's the thing. Uh, didn't they yeah, buy they, what's his name from Blackburn? Done. Uh, they bought Roque Santa Cruz. Rocky, Rocky Santa Cruz, yeah. Yeah, no, they 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 failed first, and then they figured things out, and then and then and now they have a brand. But they have a brand because they they're the team of Aguero, they're the team of David Silva, they're, they're Wait, and they're a team Tevez, of win. team of Liam Gallagher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he loves that. He loves the attention, doesn't he? I mean, honestly, so. like, yeah. I mean, his Twitter feed is just. I would strongly recommend anyone, regardless of whether you're a fan of Oasis, follow Liam Gallagher on Twitter. He is. He he got me through the pandemic. <laughs> He's hilarious. But yeah, so 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 like these are. I mean, these are. 
the increase i think it's going to be increasingly true in, in that that again if we if we're going to say anything about sort of younger fans and what they and, and and what they join in the game and what they and like what trends they follow it's that players are probably going, are going to become more are having more and more power going to have more and more power um and they kind of do these days already and definitely players and definitely their agents have a lot of power now these days in the game as well and they were also not part of this conversation by the way um at least on the surface so um i think so so um if anything if anything is going to go by um i think that's part that's also another part of the anxiety of these clubs that in reality if florentino Perez is really honest about sort of seeing the, where the game is trending towards the players well real madrid might not be a big brand their brand will depend their brand the very brand of real madrid is buying all the best players in the world right well that's it has what, been for 20 years yeah since, yeah and that's since a, and, the galacticos and that is the model that's got them to where they are right now financially right and well and, absolutely and, yeah so uh so if they can't keep afford to to buy all the all these but big players in florentino Perez's eye that's that's when his club fails he wants he's not just that he just wants a sustainable club he wants a club that can continue to buy erlen holland 400 million well sure because i mean as much as he doesn't want to believe it he is an old man stuck in his ways with absolutely no idea how to steer football in the right direction um Sorry, sorry. Yes, yes. But so, so I, I guess to, to to round this up into into an actual uh, point, in, uh, I think uh, to go back to while well, they come back again, well, they're they're going to try to come back with a diff- something that's different. Um, but this 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 kind this sort of idea is dead in the water. Or does it prompt a change in ownership? Do you think that what is the probability that the Cronkies sell to Daniel Ek? Oh God, that uh, so I mean, yeah. That's a whole Jesus. I could do forty minutes just on that. But um, I mean, is that a situation? Yes, we want the Cronkies out. But is it a situation that we want to trade one billionaire for another and another billionaire who's likely going to have to leverage the club rivals just to? Yeah. And then we're in a Man United. We're in a Man United situation. Um, brainless football fans who just care about what's on the pitch. But I mean, it's it all trickles down. You know, it's why Arsenal though. Yeah. yeah, you just think how much uh, old the time to go, but hey, you, you you drove him out of the club. Well, not me, and I think I don't know structure in place for a future. I mean, if you think of different from Gasidis, Sanyehi, Mislintat, uh, uh, consistently there. Mm. Um, I mean, to go back to the point about you know football as a business and everything like that, I think certainly as an Arsenal fan, it just feels like such a betrayal because even in my very you know short lifetime i can remember when the club was owned by by a board and by a, it was fans owned shares in the club and you could go to the agm and uh pose your questions and people would there was a bit more accountability and it feels like those days are becoming more and more sort of you know uh, the the romantic historical days they feel like a thousand years ago feels like the landscape of football has just changed so much um, yeah which is why I feel this is it's inevitable that some I, I feel that it's like if you look at cricket which is my real love as a sports person then in the early 80s Kerry Packer tried to sort of commercialise cricket by creating sort of one day formats with mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't that successful in breakaway leagues but then it did come back in the 90s with sort of you know coloured outfits but it was still at national level and then you got the IPL that came in with T20 I guess 10 or so years ago now and now you have the 100 and it and it is again it's moving away from national teams it's moving away from 
counties to being franchise owned and guaranteed income and no one gets relegated. And yes, it took, you know, that's 40 years in the making from its earliest rumblings. But if you date the start of this at the the Premier League, which I know does have relegation, but really was the start of the cash cow. And that was what, mid 90s and then add 40 um so you know say 1990 we're now 30 so maybe in 10 years time this does take off i think i think these things take time and they have a go and have a go but certainly in my lifetime i think we will end up with basically the franchise model which makes me profoundly sad and ancient clubs like centuries old local teams people will still play for the love of it and people will turn up and there'll be crowds of 300 500 for the fun of it in the rain on a saturday but that'll be a totally different game it'll be a game that's very far removed from what's what's the public um consumption model and maybe, maybe that's okay maybe that's okay that you have genuine sport that's for the love of it and then you have the business of sport that's for the business so maybe may, may, sorry go on being oh yeah no sorry just very quickly i mean i would just like to point out that is, that I've, I've known this to be the truth far like, much longer before the super league idea it has been blackburn's reality blackburn are not playing in the same game as manchester united or manchester city and, exactly. and, and hasn't been for 20 years um and you he, can see that and you can yeah. see that gap between other leagues and the premier league i mean i see it within the, the sort of athlete. i see it within the championship yeah. Right. Watford is owned by wealthy Italian owners who can just immediately bounce back to the Premier League after getting relegated. Blackburn has does not has, just does not have the resources right now to compete with Watford. Hmm. And you're playing different games. I think you're totally right. And I think that you see that when players come into the Premiership from other well-established countries with leagues. And you, I mean, not to personalise this to Arsenal, but we have the whole time, so who cares? Um, <laughs> Ceballos is just like such a total fucking waste of space. But he said he prefers La Liga. I know why. Because he's actually not good enough to play in the Premiership. It's just a faster, harder game, right? So people aren't, this romantic myth that we have that someone in the bottom of the league system could through sheer skill and might get to the premiership and then to the champions league has long since been bollocks because people are playing completely different games with completely different rules and completely different budget i agree in terms of teams but there are those you know those wonderful stories you hear i mean whatever you think of jamie vardy as a person he was uh playing in the lower leagues up until his late 20s and you know and then he's winning the league with leicester and you know getting the golden boot and, and, and it happens just often enough that we keep believing in the right Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, it's the magic of the FA Cup. You know, it's why we love that so much. You get every few years, you'll get... I remember, you know, Liverpool versus Haven and Waterlooville in the quarterfinals or whatever, 10 years ago. You know, you get these... Arsenal played I mean, Sutton no, United. Us, us, Arsenal winning it last year. That, <laughs> you know, that's not a tournament. That doesn't take sustained brilliance and cash. That's just, are you good enough on the day? So we could well, be that, FA Cup winners, right? But That was that was won by Aubameyang on his own. <laughs> he scored both goals in the semis, both goals in the final. Well, the reason was just... we're in the Europa League is because of Saka on his own. So that, you know. I know that he, he, he knows how to win a penalty. He does. He does indeed. (laughs) I mean, just to circle back, the first thing I did when I heard about the Super League Mm. was go to my local team growing up late in Orient (laughs) and look at look at how to get a season ticket for them. Good. But but that's that's... what a lot of people have said. Like if the fans really mean it, the fans should all ditch we should all ditch premiership teams and do what Bing's done, but he did it unintentionally. (laughs) Go and find (laughs) go and find our local club 
and support them and turn up on a Saturday in the rain to watch our local club and get those crowds from 500 people to 1,500 people to 2,500 people and watch actual football. And we're not going to do it because the standard of play is shit and it's not as much fun. So It is a lot of fun, though. <laughs> Honestly, going to one of those little grounds is a lot of fun. I sit right near the away fans and there's, you know, probably only about 60 of them. <laughs> but they, they, they scream their heads off and it's how football should be you know when you're watching it you should be loud and sweary and Dane Stoke you know and then and then at the end of the game you shake hands and you walk away you know it's not the the hooligan element is is not quite there anymore I mean I'm sure you know you get you get rivalries everywhere but it's it's the camaraderie as well with the with your own fans and it's just lovely you know who doesn't want to spend eight pound on a shitty pie that probably give you stomach ache <laughs> <laughs> I've oh, never, I mean, I've never lived in, in anywhere near Blackburn. I, I mean, I've only visited Britain once in my life for like three or four days, so uh, I can't claim to to ever be engaged to with with my British club at that level. I guess I'm the sort of the I'm I, I'm the I'm the supposed to be the target of the Super League, this, this the global mm. fan. Except I, I guess I'm an abomination in the eyes of these people, and I, <laughs> I stick to supporting my shitty champion league championship uh, team uh, for, for for the entirety of my life. <laughs> um, but uh, but I mean, it's a different game. It can be a very fun game. So 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 in the U.S., what we have is there there are the professional leagues, and then there are the, there's the college game, and the college mm. game is, is very much its own. It, it does it has is it's a very big it has its own huge following on its own. Um, I mean, it's not a. I won't say that it's somehow better or cleaner or whatever. It's has its own huge problems. Um, but uh, but but it's. I mean, in in the level that it, it's it's not this. It's not as good. Like for example, basketball or football, or soccer. Sure. Um, as say the as say the NBA or the MLS, but it's it has its own it has its own appeal, right? Mm. Um, and, and and it gets. And it gets the locals going. Um, it gets a lot of they get a lot of local support, and and, and there is something in that. Um, so um, I think in in the long term, the 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 I think what the what is much more worrying than than these super clubs trying to be even more super is the there there's the, the, what's actual the actual problems in lowering the league is that there are serious financial problems. And then, and then, in terms of in terms of the money that's currently going around in in, in, in the game, in which um, with certain teams, do you think, teams... Do you oh, think yeah, we correct. should have salary caps per league? To stop that's another. Game? That's another American idea. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think you should. I think it should be done proportionately. I mean, it, you know, we. But then you look back at financial fair play and what a catastrophic disaster that was. <laughs> True. So what I mean. You know, you have you, you draw up these rules and these billionaires are going to get the best lawyers in the world to find loopholes. Mm. So, I mean, what can you do? I mean, unless, well, it goes to your earlier point of uh, Bojo putting some restrictions on it from 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 the off, yeah, from the, the government as opposed to any anything the Premier League can do. Speaking of legal stuff, you know how the Real Madrid guy was like, oh, you can't just drop out now. We've signed binding contracts for 30 years. Do you think any legal action will be taken against the clubs who dropped out? I think uh, there should be. As in, uh, as in, as in from the Super League or from the UEFA? Super League 
or both. Yeah. Uh, by the Super League, I don't know. Uh, maybe I have, I have no idea what deal they actually signed. It doesn't sound like a real contract, or else <laughs> you, you you would think that then the Chelsea wouldn't just immediately just say, uh, nope, we're just going to nope out of this. Um, but who pays they, all the legal fees? I mean, presumably someone owes JP Morgan money for drawing up all these contracts and debt agreements. They raised the so, money for it. There, there are monies owing. JP so. Morgan dropped out immediately too, so I don't know. <laughs> well, it, someone's been, someone's foot in the bill for this. It'd be interesting to know who, yeah. Probably Florentino Perez and, and Andrea Agnelli, which is why they extend What's it? another 30 million on a billion debt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, but you know, someone's got to, for a year of plotting and planning. There are lawyers and accountants and bankers involved. Absolutely. I just wonder who's picking up the bill. That's a very <laughs> good point. <laughs> well, the, I, the, go ahead. I, I think I think someone there should be some accountability. I mean, I don't know if if they'll actually you know impose any sanctions on teams. I mean, something should happen. You know, a transfer window ban, docked points. Something should happen, I think, because otherwise this will just sprout. You know, what? this will come back sooner than we like. So that's but and so 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 that then we're talking about like repercussions from UEFA and FIFA. But like so, so my, my my question is like, what law do they have to actually impose this? Well, it would be the Premier League, I thought, wouldn't it? Well, what what what, 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 what does the Premier League have to to in order to actually? Well, sorry, maybe the FA. What does the FA have to sanction them for? Uh, they didn't actually go through with this plan. This plan originally didn't say that they. I mean, that's the the thing about this plan is it didn't say that they're actually going to break free. We we, mm-hmm. we assume that's going to be the, the the eventuality because obviously, but they did say they want to somehow compete in the Premier League at the same time as the Super League. It would so, more replace the Champions League. Yeah, that's well, that's the, that's the idea, right? And and which is why mm. UEFA has been so so angry, has been the most angry about this. But um, like, what kind of sanction can you actually impose on it? And is it even fair to sanction the club, like the, the club, as in the, the 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 players, what the players are doing on on the pitch, what the managers do, uh, even though they're not part of this? Do should the fans be punished for for again a few people at the top pl- uh, plotting? Um, I mean, I think what will have what will, the actual real repercussion is stuff we already see. People like Edward Wood stamping down and mm. replaced by some other people, and that's the, uh, and and some of them will get kicked out of uh, some Premier League commissions and 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 get run out of the key decision making roles for now, uh, which has already happened in the Premier League and probably will happen very soon. Um, has already happened at UEFA and will probably happen very soon uh, in some other leagues, and that's it. But the wheels keep spinning. Yep. <laughs> Well, it's funny. It's funny because uh, uh, our new CEO Vinay um, Arsenal don't get, don't get very attached to him. He's probably gone in a few months. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, I never was to be honest. He was just uh, <laughs> another corporate figurehead that is yeah. always going to take the fall whenever the Cronkies fuck up. Um, but he he joined. I think it's the ECA. The I don't know all of European representing something like that. Yeah, he he joined that, and then two weeks later resigned from it when Arsenal announced the Super League plans. Yeah. So are we going to come crawling back? <laughs> will they will they let us back on? I mean, a they lot are, of these... They, they are, they're already begging to be, be get back, to, to, to be let back in. Well, thank you guys for joining us for our very infrequent soccer cast. It was great to debunk the Super League with you guys. And uh, yeah, power to the people. 
<laughs> Look forward to talking about this in five more in five years later. Well, hopefully yeah. we'll have a soccer cast before then to discuss the uh, the Euros. I guess would be the next good time to do one. Oh, yeah, we want to do that. That's a great idea. Yeah, that sounds really good. We can Euros have our predictions and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. This has been great, guys. Speak to you soon. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, thanks, Bina. Oh, I didn't do the whole like, comment, subscribe thing. Oh well. We can we can tag that in at the end. <laughs> like us, comment on us. <laughs> yeah. I had uh, I had a few little silly bits. I made a couple of football chants for us. Okay. Um. I so the first one is is a classic. Just the Bina, Bina, Bina. <laughs> oh, more specifically oh. for us. Okay, and I've always. Oh, Oh yeah, yeah, and I've got one. I've got one for you. Okay. I've got. We've only got one Bing. We've only got one Bing. We've only got one Bing. I wish that was that's the case. Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft did not crimp my name for their own games. Um, which is akin to the Alex song one. Mm. Do you have one for yourself? I didn't make one for myself. Um, I've got. I've got a, a Thrones related one as well, mm-hmm. which is. Stand up if you hate season eight. Stand up if you hate season eight. Stand up <laughs> if you hate season eight. Stand up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which will get all our listeners on their feet, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then because I was, I was almost certain that Varley was going to join us for some um, reason. I thought okay. uh, so- someone came to me in a dream and told me, but they lied. Uh, I've got this one, which is he cheers us up when we are sad. Vali, Vali, he drinks more beers than Bobby B. Vali, Vali, he'll smite you down and put you in a bowl of brownies. Matty, Vali, Vox number one. Hopefully, he's he will listen to this. Yeah, I should enjoy that. I thought he was definitely going to join. I thought he was a bit of a sports fan, but no, well. <laughs> sure we'll catch him on the next one but yes uh it's it's been a crazy old couple of weeks it's mad to think it was two weeks ago this all this all happened there was a lot of uh, refreshing of uh i think of reddit and other like new sites yeah yeah frantic 48 twitter, hours twitter accounts is uh <clears throat> i guess it, it made people pay a lot of attention everybody across the world pay a lot of attention uh to to do football just to to, to soccer uh, yeah yeah definitely i mean I don't know. You probably had to explain to just as many family and friends as I did. Like, so what is this Super League? I that's assume I talked to friends. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I think again, it's it's not really about it's not really about football, is it? <laughs> well, that's true? why. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's mad. It's mad. I mean, so much so, my fiance has such a good grip on it, and yeah. like was really into it. <laughs> <laughs> and like was cheering along with me when when the when the whole plan got you know shut shot down uh but yeah it's it, it's been bonkers it's been bonkers but it's it's certainly opened my eyes yeah i think in the end i think it's just it's just like it shows you how, how incompetent people can be at the very top <laughs> definitely definitely. I, I, definitely i'm not surprised by the the, the 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 greed and all that stuff that has always been there uh but yeah, that it, it, you, you would think you, you you announce something like this, you come up with a better plan, and not one that eventually yeah. like two like like that didn't have three out of the fifteen teams that you say are going to be part of it, but you don't even know that they're going to be part of it when you announce it. <laughs> and at the yeah. moment, there's any trouble, two of them immediately go, six of them immediately go go uh, go into hiding. So, <laughs> I strongly suspect these people will be involved. <laughs> uh, well, we've survived this round. Um, 
On to more positive matters. Who have uh, who have Blackburn got? Is it today or uh, tomorrow? Uh, do we play today? I don't even check. We're we're, we're not going. It's the end of the season. We're mid table. We're not doing anything. I stopped checking. Oh yeah, fair enough. Uh, I mean, I mean, we we we, we went on a huge losing streak in the middle of the season. Oh, we're actually winning against Rotherham. Great, <laughs> we're beating Rotherham. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but uh, we're what are we in these days? When we're like seventeenth, eighteenth, something like that. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, just avoiding relegation then. Uh, no, we're thirteen points off relegation. That's the thing. That's a that's the reality for Blackburn. We're uh, we're a mid-table championship team. It's like kind of like the the football equivalent of uh, of uh, uh, of nowhere of, of purgatory. You're just stuck there forever. Yeah. Well, it's it's. Better to be in purgatory in the championship than uh, in League Two, where my beloved Leighton Orient sit. Um, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I just Weird. I just can't wait until we can we can go back to grounds again. Um, hopefully soon, you know, smashing the vaccines over here uh, pretty well so far. So I don't know, you know, this whole vaccine passport thing. I'm I'm not too sure about it all. Um, hmm. But do you know what? You know, if if we can get games open again you start going to theaters and live events yeah, yeah just can't wait yeah here in the u.s they already start open you can people already going to watching for watching games already watching sports already in, in person yeah they uh, are, are i guess again funny how a change in leadership can make suddenly make everything <laughs> better in, in 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 a quick turnaround now uh, now the u.s is doing significantly better than most part, other parts of the world <laughs> Funny how when someone competent is running your country or your club or your team, you know, things things work a bit better, right? Mm. Well, anyway, um, I'm going to have to duck out as well. I have yeah. a, a, pub, a pub booking to get to. I see. Have fun. So, yeah, it's going to be a nice boozy Saturday. <laughs> so but yeah, it was great catching up with you, mate. Yeah, you too. How do we get uh, this Craig to stop recording us? <laughs> I think we just hang up. I think we're good. Um, okay. Once we, I'm, yeah, I'm sure Bina will shut it off. I can, I, I'll okay. message her after and just let her know we're all, all we're right. done. Okay. Well, good talk to you finally in a while. It's been a while. Yeah, mate. It's been a while. It's been a while, but definitely looking forward to talking about the Euros. Um, <laughs> it was, it was fun doing the World Cup a few years ago. So we'll right. get that going again. Good. All right. All right, mate. All the best. Speak soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.